Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. If you ask them to stop, they'll start shit. Talk sports to politics, to back and forth, they plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back from one. Ring, ring, really big ring. Basquiat with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. Oh, 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 ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls. The music is fading out. We are ready. Edgar Montplazier has been banned from the room, ladies and gentlemen. He is banned. He is gone. Fuck that nigga. Uh, honestly, I, I do want to say this right off the bat. I do want to say this right off the bat. Like, we out here doing shit, y'all. So, we busy. We busy. We are trying to do more episodes together. We will. Our schedules are about to open up a little bit so we can bring y'all this heat as a duo that you guys have come to know and expect. But let's be real. As soon as one of us make it, Culture Kings is no more, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Like, let's be real here. Uh, And we'll still always want to do the show. Uh, we like doing it, but you know what I'm saying. We got we out here making moves. We in writers' rooms. We're on set. We're doing our career things. So it's like that meme where the guy, one guy, stuck at the bottom, reaching up, and the other guy's like, "I can't help you." I but he can't. has that whole ladder hidden, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we apologize to you guys who love to hear us together. That Every once in a while, we'll have a stretch where, you know, you only hear us once in a week instead of twice, but... Well, the fans are probably picking favorites. Your listeners They have. Too. Yeah, so... We used to have... We used to have merch, and we still have merch, but we used to have two designs where it was one with my face and one with his face. That's how you only. find out, yeah. And so, like, we start... We were looking at the number, it was like, huh... <laughs> Two more people bought yours, huh? He's uh, like, huh, how many you sell? Until we both decided, you know what? Let's just tell them to put both of our faces on it and let's delete those. Nice. <laughs> yeah, this is not fucking healthy uh, for our working relationship. Ladies and gentlemen, since Edgar is gone, I get to do what I want to do. Yeah. I get to talk about what I want to talk about. And even though I will say, Edgar is a fan of the professional sport of wrestling. We do not talk about it often, you know? We don't talk about it as much as I like. I could talk about it every episode. Some of you guys have heard me on another podcast called Comedians of Wrestling talking about it, geeking out. I've introduced some of y'all to that podcast. Some people who listen to this, y'all listen to that now because I was on it. I was like, listen to it. Well, today, ladies and gentlemen, I get to talk about wrestling. Not only do I get to talk about wrestling, I get to talk about wrestling with the homie, Somebody who is not only a former NXT wrestler, he's also an actor, he's a writer, and he wants me to know, he wants me to let y'all know that he's good with dogs. He's good with dogs. <laughs> that was what he was most proud of. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say what's up to Ryan. Oh, gosh. Say it one more time for me. Nemeth? <laughs> no, it's Nemeth. 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 All right. But look, if you say Nemeth, I'm going to know who you I, I know it's me. <laughs> All right, there's this thing. Ryan Nemeth, what's up, man? What's going on? Nemeth. Thanks for having Nemeth. me. We're officially shaking hands. No, we're officially shaking hands. It really happened. Uh, it did happen. I People know on this show, I'm really bad with names, so I apologize. That's uh, okay. Which you think I wouldn't be bad with names, because I have a hard name to say. 
I just went to a local wrestling training session mm-hmm. in beautiful downtown Burbank, LA, mm-hmm. and I wrestled with these guys for three hours. There's some very new people, a few experienced luchadors, and as I was leaving, I was like, thanks, guys. The guy who was running the session said, hey, man, have you ever wrestled before? <laughs> like, what do you think I was, I was like, doing? Yeah, he's like, for how long? Like, really long time. Yeah. And he said, well, oh, whereabouts? I was like, you know, the main one. <laughs> <laughs> right, the right. Big the, the big one, the WWE. <laughs> uh, so it's, yeah, there's no ego. Yeah. You can't. It's a, it's a it's a bad habit to have to think that you're known by everyone or right. someone can pronounce your name. Well, who cares? I mean, I mean, but I, people should care. It's your name. None of this it's your name. This is uh, all fake. It's it's true. This is true. Uh, it's a simulation, y'all. Uh, we <laughs> talked about it last week. This We're, is Bandersnatch. This is oh, what a terrible movie. I was uh, into it, man. I was. Were you into I was it? Very hooked on it. I yeah. I just thought it was. Listen, I'm a little disappointed with Black Mirror right now. The current one? This past season. I was, only watched Miley Cyrus. I didn't see any other ones yet. Uh, it just is not a good season, in my opinion. And I love Black Mirror. Uh, I just got hooked on Bandersnatch like it was a game, and I had to know every ending. So yeah. That I, was, mean, I just got addicted to that, basically. The concept of it is very cool. Mm-hmm. I just think that they never thought past the concept of it. If that makes any sense, like you know, once I explored every single possible outcome, I was like, "Well, I wish there was more. <laughs> I wish yeah. there was. I wish it branched out a little bit more." Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think, and and I, and and it's unfair for me to say it's a bad. It was, in my opinion, a bad movie, but it's a conditional bad movie. And what I mean by that was, for me, I know Bandersnatch was Netflix and Black Mirror to a lesser degree. This was a perfect vehicle for Netflix to test this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the um. Gosh, what is it called? Choose your own adventure type model. Mm-hmm. But I know that this was just the concept. Like, can this work? Yeah, right. Uh, they will come out with something that's gonna be dope as hell. Yep. Uh, so yeah, for me, I didn't love it, but for what it was, it was definitely a great concept, and it worked. I also am not a video game guy, but the ones that I have played are exactly that. The- the uh, Telltale ones where yeah. you, you're not actually playing a game, you're just kind of choosing what to do. just kind of choosing what to do, yeah. <laughs> Love those games. Love it. So that's another reason I like that, I think. Love it, man. Love it. It's so funny when you were talking about training, uh, like going to, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. doing the training, wrestling training. Uh, so as people know, I'm on a uh, UCB mod team, and uh, we're putting together our show for the month, and there is a character that I'm playing. Uh, that is a former wrestler who is a vice principal, and you guys rehearse on Monday nights. Yeah, I, that's what I'm bringing up. And then, right, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, at first, he was gonna be doing wrestling moves to all the kids. <laughs> uh, and Jesse Esparza, who just got put in a writer's room, so shout out Jesse Esparza. Nice uh, job. Nice work. Yeah, he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna have my wrestling friend come in." And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I know a couple people, too. And then he was like, all right, I'm going to hit up Ryan. I was like, that's the fuck who I was going <laughs> to Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And then during the first rehearsal, we realized that no amount of wrestling training for an hour is going to make this safe for us to do. <laughs> so we decided to go against it. But we were, we were going to be stone cold stunning and 
He sent me a message this I think this Monday going, Weird question. Do you happen to have a bunch of wrestling mats? Yeah. I said, No. He he was that's one thing I love about Jesse is he <laughs> goes for it. Yeah. He he wanted me doing RKOs and shit. And I'm like, man, I can fake it, but You know the Stone Cold Stunner is the easiest one to do it is. anywhere. It it you know what? The oh. that is easy because it's just me falling on my ass. Mm-hmm. Uh but the easiest one that we were gonna do for me was gonna be the rock bottom. Cause that's just oh man, that's that might hurt the other person. But for me, I just gotta yeah. The other the other person will be annihilated. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I just gotta fall down. Uh, dude, man, thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. It is so rare that I actually get to talk to people who actually do something that I love. Uh, as far as sweet, I don't get to talk to many professional basketball players. Or professional baseball players. Well, they'll they'll come. They'll come. They'll I mean, be here, yeah. listen, man, Javi Baez, where you at? Once you, you uh, at? once you drop Edgar, <laughs> like that's that's the first step. So a lot of Edgar. a lot of NBA players don't like Edgar. I found that out last you know last last month. Man. It's rough. You know, Kawhi was about to come on. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, man, yeah, I got you, bro, I got you. Uh, wait a minute. Wait, he's like, so who's all gonna be there? Hey, who all gonna be there? I was like, oh, you know, it's gonna be me, maybe a producer in the room. Maybe nine, and then my co-host Edgar Mumbley. Like, wait, 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 Mumbley's here. I got laundry to do, man. Yeah, 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 man. I gotta cut grass. <laughs> <laughs> Not my own, just someone else. Just else's somebody life. else's grass. Yeah. I gotta cut somebody else's grass. And uh, he didn't do the show. Uh, so thanks, Edgar. Damn. Appreciate it, uh, dude. So let's let's just kind of let's 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 do this. Let's jump into a little bit of your. I want people to get to know you, because uh, there's one big thing that we're gonna talk about, and I feel like to get there. People should know who you are as well. So that's fair. You are a professional wrestler, right? How old are you? Uh, I'll be nineteen next November. Uh, for real? No. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> are you? You don't have to give. You can just give an age range: early twenties, late twenties, late twenties. Okay. To you know, early fifties, somewhere okay. in there, somewhere there in that range. I'm younger range. than Dolph Ziggler. Much okay. younger than Dolph Ziggler. There you go. So I, the only reason I was asking that was just to get a gauge on like when you grew up watching wrestling. Oh, all right. So, so it was about the same time I was as well. That whole right when my memories first started, Hulk Hogan was still in the WWF as Hulk Hogan. Okay, like I barely have memories of that. Okay, I guess same. Like yeah. my my first memories are Hulk Hogan and Yokozuna. Oh, nice. Uh, those are kind of my first memories of wrestling. The most vivid memory of mine is Jake Roberts dumping a snake in everybody. Like that, as a kid, I was just like, "What? Yeah, the hell?" It's always those are always the most vivid memories. Yeah, uh, those that those crazy things. Because mine is the Undertaker popping up in caskets. Oh shit. man, uh, I remember him. They're trying to do some like soul meld or exchange. Like he was in one casket, someone else is another one, and yeah. Paul Bear. It was very spooky and weird. I remember just that. Such a weird, and I love it, man. I miss. I miss. I mean, there are, not to talk about the current product too, too much, but there are, they are trying to bring some of that back, like with the Bray Wyatt stuff that's going on. I, uh, I love what Bray Wyatt's doing. Yeah, I think it's pretty dope. So, I, and I, I really enjoy that. Like, I saw something on Twitter about somebody saying, me and my kid were watching this, and then all of a sudden he just <laughs> popped into this demon character, and my kid screamed, and I'm mad. And I'm just like, 
Man, you wouldn't have survived in the 90s, man. No, or, or just Halloween <laughs> Or night, just Halloween, maybe. or... <laughs> Someone trick-or-treats, they, or also, they call the police. Also, what the hell did you think was about going... Like, where did, yeah. you, where did you see this story going? You're watching a Bray Wyatt <laughs> vignette and think that it will just be... A, like, yeah, dude. Yeah, like, this eventually is going to go to Creep Town. It's nighttime, and you're watching wrestling. It's not Saturday morning yeah. kid stuff. It's not Saturday morning cartoons, That kind of y'all. stuff... I grew up not really memorizing or knowing moves. I just would know things like that, like a snake being dropped or Undertaker right. being, like, that is the kind of stuff I'm embarrassed to say I remember vividly Repo Man coming out with a big hook and a chain, just because, mm-hmm. like, just weird visual things like that were so cool to me. Yeah, man. I mean, the whole, I, I don't remember, the only move I remember before as an early wrestling fan, like, kid, because my mom used to watch wrestling, so mm-hmm. that's how I kind of got it. Like, she right. used to go, back when territories were still, Whoa! Uh, thing she used to go like watch Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes Damn. and like all these people with her with uh, my great uncle, and so she was in it. So when I was a kid, she had no problem with me watching it. Mm-hmm. The only move I remember uh, as a kid before, you know, when character stuff was more prevalent in my brain, mm-hmm. was the Scorpion Deathlock and the Sharpshooter. Those are those sure, are the yeah. two things that I remember. All right. Mostly because that old WWF game uh, <laughs> on, like, to, Genesis. Yeah, of course. And, like, it was the one combination I can remember. So I would just keep putting people in the Scorpion Deathlock <laughs> or the Sharpshooter with Bret Hart or uh, Sting. So, yeah, I didn't really start getting the graphs on moves until maybe, like, 96. And at that point, I was, like, 10. Yeah. And so that's when, like, Sweet Chin music started to become, like, oh, I know what that is. You know and what the that stunner is, yep. And, like, all that stuff. I was, uh, what am I thinking of right now? I was so not aware of, like, what a finishing move or a finisher or anything. If someone's in a chin lock, what people would call a rest hold, I would think, dude, this man, like, he might just give up right now. I sincerely, right. as a child, was like, dude, get it, wake it, come on, come on, yeah. hang in there. Yeah. Right now, you could watch a match, and that will never happen. And you no. know it's never going to happen. You know when you see the thing you know, then the match might end. But yeah. I, I just was like, well, that was a hard punch, dude. He might not get up. Like, just every, I was buying everything. It's, it's insane, man. Like, obviously, we're older. So when you're a kid, and even when you're a teenager, like, I'm thinking of growing up during the Attitude Era, even then, mm-hmm. I still had a concept that, all right, I know this isn't real. <laughs> but more than ever now, you, like, we know. What am I trying to say? Like, as a fan, and I can only imagine mm-hmm. what it's like for you as somebody who actually does it, but as a fan, I know the beats of it now. Sure. Does that, does that make yeah, sense? Like, yeah. I know the beats of a wrestling match now. So, and as, you know, growing up, even though I knew, all right, they don't really hate each other, although, some like, do. some of that stuff, they really do. Definitely some of them hate uh, each other. The Rock and Stone Cold, that was a real competition between them two, mm-hmm. like, as far as I want to be number one in this business, which... Like, I'm sure that still goes on today. I'm sure Definitely. it does. Yep. Uh, but. That still goes on, even at the smallest scale, little indie show. And yeah. That's very real. And that's when you laugh about it. But it's actually the same as Rock and Stone Cold. It's just on, yeah, just on lower the, stakes, really. Yeah. That's yeah. You're, so, yeah, you're now you're both trying to be it, the best at fake fighting. Right. You're trying to be the best. Yeah, dude. You want to you wanna be like, yo, when you think of this area, you think of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's dope, man. I think that is dope. Because when you it, think of XPWX Ultra in uh, whatever neighborhood you're in, I want to be the one you think <laughs> right? of. Yes. I'm the guy in gym shorts coming out. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 
So did you uh, did you take me through this process? Take me through the process of all right. I'm a fan of this. Okay. I and, and you also for those people who don't know you all you already bought it up, but you are related to uh, Dolph Ziggler. That's right. Uh, uh, in the WWE. So and he is older than you. So you also had that. Yep. I'm guessing as a as a path to yeah. want to do this. Wrestling was a big part of my family's recreation time. I mean, we were always watching it or talking about it. And I would say only my older brother, since he was like five, was like, I will be in the WWF someday. Mm-hmm. That is my lifelong goal. I mean, I didn't have that goal at all. Right. I liked watching it, and I thought it would be cool if he did it. We amateur wrestled and throughout high school and grade school, and he went on to be an amazing collegiate wrestler. Right, like one of the best. One of the best, and he, <laughs> whenever he would do interviews with you know NCAA, whoever, they would say, what's next? Do you want to train for the Olympics? Do you want to coach somewhere? And he goes, no, nah, I want to go to the WWF. And they were like, that's funny, that's fake stuff, but what, for real. And he's like, no, I've only been wrestling my entire life yeah, and getting really good at this legitimate sport so I could then be impress uh, Gerald Briscoe and get a tryout. Like, yeah. that, like literally, that was his goal the whole time. Which is so weird that people kind of scoffed at that at that point because at that point, I'm guessing, and this timeline may be very close together, but at the very least, Kurt Angle had already been a thing. Kurt Angle's up there, yeah. And then Brock Lesnar was also uh, in the WWF probably at this time. I yeah, Brock know. Lesnar had just, I think, maybe just gotten to OVW. The, like, okay. He just finished college wrestling. Okay. So it was scoffed at big time, especially our whole culture back in Cleveland and even his university college wrestling uh, social network and treated it like an absolute mockery of wrestling and a joke. Yeah. And I sort of understand that, but I sort of want to go, no one is claiming this is Olympic wrestling. Yeah, nobody's claiming This that. is an entirely different business. It's television. Yeah, it's a TV show. It's a and TV show. And so they show. would be like, this is disrespectful. It makes a mo-. And it doesn't at all make a mockery of what you're doing because it's yeah. literally a different thing. Yeah. So he would, uh, I think there was like a really arrogant elitism in amateur wrestling, to be honest, especially back where we're from, where... You know, on the surface, everybody's great and supportive, but as you realize what he's all about, a lot of the people we grew up with or came up with are kind of like laughing a little bit about it. Right. And then I, I love when he has huge moments on TV or in pay-per-views, kind of like, yeah, take that, you know, <laughs> mother of guy that I used to wrestle with who was, right. mean, who was mean to us or snubbed yeah. us at the, the uh, like, uh, season-ending banquet or whatever. <laughs> right. There is, like, little clicks everywhere, and that's definitely yeah. one of them, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when did your path start to, so, uh, to hit? I uh, went to Xavier University in Cincinnati and started. Dude, I was I was a fine arts major. My my original path was I think I'm gonna be an oil painter and like mm-hmm. do whatever. And then I kind of discovered. Um, I knew that I wanted to keep being athletic, and I wrestled forever, but they didn't have a team there, so I, I joined the rugby team, and just so I can have something physical and athletic going on, and I loved I loved athletics, mm. and I got into i saw like a flyer that said no before i saw that flyer i signed up for acting class randomly i just thought this will be a good elective why not Mm -hmm. it's kind of scary and nervous and i was really into this class and i thought i'm kind of an oddball here everyone else has been doing theater all throughout high school and i'm the guy who works out and has like a shaved head or like whatever i don't know i really did not fit in right but i loved what was happening and they all kind of grew to accept me yeah and I saw a flyer that said, uh, auditions for sketch, improv, troupe, whatever. And I thought, 
all right, cool. This is the next step. Fine. I don't know what either of those words mean. But I mean, I, I would like Saturday Night Live, sure. Yeah. And got on like the school's improv troupe, which was at that point, looking back on it, very, quite lame, like all short form games Dope. and stuff. But it was fun. You yeah. know, when you first experience something, you're just hooked on it. Yeah. And then I kind of like l- learned that improv could lead to something like I got really obsessed with. The UCB, like, I used to watch that show a lot, and I was like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. they did improv before they had this TV show? Mm-hmm. And so I ended up doing a summer thing at uh, I.O. in Chicago, cool. you, transferring that into, like, college credits. I got a lot of theater credits in college, all yeah. from, like, doing improv in the summer. And exactly at this time, when I moved to college, Nick moved to Louisville to start training with WWE because he was hired to Ohio Valley Wrestling, which at the time was their only, like, developmental place. Yeah. This is before NXT. Before NXT, yeah, yeah. pre-NXT. And it was then in Florida. Well, Florida wasn't even a part of it. It was only at this oh, time, yeah. Only OV. Okay. Then they would add Deep South and then FCW. Ah. But if uh if you ask Triple H right now, he'll tell you that NXT Performance Center has been around for 20 years and uh, yeah, and and Randy Orton <laughs> was there and John Cena was there and Brock Lesnar like <laughs> yeah. The rewriting of history for the Performance Center is fascinating it's to me. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Uh so we were about an hour apart, and he would film TV on Wednesdays at OVW. They had a weekly show, and they would also do house shows in Cincinnati. So I would see him wrestle constantly, and my rugby buddies and I would drive down to Louisville and watch him wear his T-shirts and watch him wrestle, and hope on the way there he didn't text me going, ah, I got cut from the show, because they're like, we're already coming, man. Right, <laughs> Whatever. we on the way, man. And uh, watching him in those small little shows was very similar to, like, watching and doing improv but just kind of athletically i know that's not what people want to hear but that's what i was like feeling i was feeling like this yep. is an ad-libbed improvised athletic cool ass thing and mm-hmm. everyone in this room is going absolutely ape shit. yeah dude i mean listen i i've said this on this show before i've said it on other shows where i've talked about wrestling um here, one thing that i don't know we kind of have similar paths as i mm-hmm. i start doing theater I've always I always liked entertaining people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I started doing theater my junior year of high school on a whim. Whoa. And I was, same thing, I was like uh, playing baseball and basketball. I had the straight back braids and wearing <laughs> like my throwback jerseys and shit. And now here comes this kid into the theater program, like auditioning and booking like lead roles. There's, and, but there's, they, a, there's resistance when, yeah, when a new person Yeah, resistance at first. But yeah. then they, they all accept yeah. you because and because you fall in love with it. I fell yeah. in love with yep, it. I was yep. like, I want to do this. I never understand. Whether you don't want to watch it as a television show or anything like that is fine. But I never understand why entertainers, especially actors, don't appreciate wrestling more. Because for me, it is live theater with improv. Yep. And athletics, mm-hmm. it it is. It, it's it, really it, the perfect blend of it everything is, that's cool. It's the perfect blend of everything that we generally like, and not only that, as an actor, you know how dope it would be for me to walk through a curtain and fifteen thousand people react to me. Instant gratification, yeah, right dude. Away. Like yeah. as somebody who grew up on stage, who does theater, like when you get a laugh if a joke lands, mm-hmm. it's the same damn thing. Like I so. Whether you want to watch it or not, but to not get it, yeah, it's so crazy to me. So you're, you're absolutely. I can see the connection of entertainment to, and especially in your case, athletic to. Yeah. Oh, I can put all of this together. I would wrestling. get. I was hooked on like this feeling, like if we were playing rugby, 
I would tackle someone and hear people cheer. I was like, hell yeah, dude, sweet. Yeah. And then on the next, and then when you started doing improv, and I'm like, oh, people laugh if I do this certain thing. It's that same feeling coming from a different way. So wrestling was like, mix those two together, sort of. Perfect. And so I have to give credit here. There's there's a few theater people I was little intim- a little intimidated by Dan Maloney and Monica Bart Gallagher. <laughs> we were like in the leads in all the plays and all the musicals, mm. and they were kind of a little bit, res- you know. But then very quickly, each of them pulled me aside separately. I don't think they each knew they did this, and they're like, you know, when you came into class, we thought you were blah blah blah, but it seems like you really care about this stuff. So it's you know, it's nice to have you. Like <laughs> reluctantly, <laughs> reluctantly accepting. But they've, uh, they're still people I'm friends with from far away, so that's really cool. Yeah, Stephen Skiles acting class. I mean, I mean, the thing is, and and as somebody who uh has has done professional anything uh professional wrestling in this aspect but you are you have gone to the top of what people want to do in your profession all people want to know is if you're around them and you're doing this too that you care yeah like once yeah, yeah, you, yeah. once they see you care and you're not making right. fun of what they do mm-hmm. uh especially for theater uh the older we are we don't care about this type of stuff but when you're younger people make fun of they they think oh you do theater you're lame. yeah Exactly. Uh, and so, like, you become protective of that. There was a girl I was kind of seeing a little bit in Louisville when I moved there to wrestle, Katie the lifeguard. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave her last name out of this. But she would, she uh, finally was like, I'm going to come see your wrestling show. And I said, all right. She came with her dude friends uh-huh. and loudly just heckled the wrestling and made fun of and laughed the whole time. And I thought, you're trying to, like, win me over to date me? Yeah, that's I a transplanted trash my entire life here, just like everyone on this roster has. Gave up jobs, school, vehicles, relationships, and just came here with nothing to follow their dream. Yeah. As weird as that dream might be to you, and you just come here and are loudly laughing and make That's fun of it. It was whack. like, all right, I'm still gonna hook up with you. Like, <laughs> are a we lot. still gonna fuck? Yeah, but, uh, but I will not be your boyfriend. I mean, we can, I mean, we, I'm gonna still <laughs> lay that pipe, but uh, you going home afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's so crazy to me. Uh, all right, so I don't want to fast forward too too much. We here, can fast forward, but you go through the training and everything like that. Your brother's right. already in WWE. Yep. Um, you earn your way to their development uh, mm-hmm. center and their development part of their business, which is now known as NXT. Now known as NXT. Which, in a lot of wrestling fans' opinion, is the best version of WWE wrestling. Sure, yeah. Uh, a lot of right people now. love it. Uh, what was that? We're we going to get to a break pretty soon, but what was it? What What years were you in NXT? I was there from 2011 to 2014, I think. Okay. I think. Uh, what is that like from, and I'm just asking you this as like a fan. Sure. Uh, what is that like? Cause we see what they portray to us, you know, how Triple H has a lot to do with it mm-hmm. and all the great wrestlers who are down there at the training center and stuff like that, training mm-hmm. you guys and the development of getting to what the hope of everybody is uh, to the main roster or just developing your character, right? right. What is that? What's, what's that like? Well, some cool things about it are that you never know who's going to, like, walk in. They would use that as kind of a scare tactic. Like, you never know who's going to walk through those doors, and they would always point to the door. And I'm like, what if they come in that other door? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, there's, a, two doors, there's a yeah. lot of doors here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what if they're in here and I walk in? Right. You know? <laughs> right. There's a lot, I would – they don't care about that. They're, the point was – Someone special might show up, and they always right. would. Like Terry Funk would come in, Shawn Michaels would pop in. Mm. Uh, 
uh, Mick Foley would pop in. Uh, people would come in, and you'd be like, oh, my God, badass Billy Gunn is in where I train right now. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, I'm coaching you for a week. And you're like, holy shit, dude. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time yeah. is now. And then when he became full-time coach, that was like, oh, yes. Perfect, because his style of wrestling is exactly like on my wavelength. Sort of athletic, but way more about the entertaining part. And, yeah, and he would openly say that he's like, you know, I don't know these holds. You know, learn those holds from those from Norman Smiley. Great. I'm gonna teach you how to get over and how to like yeah, to everything sell. in between every maneuver. Yeah, and that was guys which like is, that are awesome. Which is what this is. I mean, this entertainment yeah. guy. I, I, listen, I. I have said, in my opinion, what a lot of people consider blasphemy, <laughs> uh, and I will say it to you, and you you can shame me. Uh, but it's a it's the reason why I don't love, for instance, AJ Styles. Sure. Uh, yeah. I think is he one of the best wrestler wrestlers of all time? Of course he is. Uh, but for me, I don't need you to be technically good to be entertained. The Rock wasn't technically a great wrestler. Nah. But that boy told a ring story. Yep. Uh, and he, and Stone Cold, I mean, at a certain point in his career, Stone Cold was a little bit more known for his technical wrestling. But by the end of his career, that dude was a brawler. Yep. Uh, and not saying they weren't good at it. They still did. But, yeah. like, I, I don't necessarily always just need, is one reason why Dolph Ziggler is such a popular character. Uh, mm-hmm. And people love him, because the boy sells his damn yeah, life away in that ring, and he is gonna make you believe every move that they that he does, yep. and I think that is something that has become a little underrated, <laughs> like I, in, well, with wrestling fans. Just talking about this with Damian Standout last night, who's okay. I think in a very much in the category of an entertainer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an encyclopedia of knowledge in technical wrestling, but guess what? He does not need to do it. Mm-hmm. He can go out there and give and make bug out his eyes, and the place goes insane. Like, yeah, that's. I think that's a testament of a good wrestler. Uh, a few things come to mind: the the common story of Vince McMahon telling somebody, "I can teach anyone how to wrestle. A, a trained animal can learn to wrestle, but if you have personality and charisma and get over it, that's what matters. I'm, I want to make superstars, not people who are good at applying holds. Like, right? I hate the actually roll my eyes just now, but <laughs> uh, that's the reason why I, I favor certain kinds of wrestling as well, and I'm, uh, I won't say anything bad about anybody. It's really great that people can memorize holds and combos and really interesting reversals, but I can just watch a match and my eyes start glazing over, like, right. who are you, why do I care, and why are you fighting each other? That's what I want to know. That's what you want to know. It goes back to being a kid and not remembering moves, just going, oh my god, a snake? Yeah. You're like, yeah, dude, that's cool, it's wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, so, I mean, and I, I and don't get me wrong, I love the Daniel Bryans of the world. They're great, yeah. technically. I just loved him really way love more Daniel when Bryan. he became a, yes, interesting, you know? Yeah, you, you're you like, get to, you, you, you connect with them, yep. and then, like, you actually follow, because, guys, it, this is still television. Mm-hmm. These are still stories being told. Yeah. And so, if you're going to make me disconnect from the climax of your story, which is the actual match, mm-hmm. then I, I've gotten invested in this story for no reason, if that makes any yeah. sense. Uh, so, yeah. I loved uh, when he was fired for choking Justin Roberts and then mysteriously came in and was the the extra team on Survivor Series, I think, against Miz's team. That yeah. That's the moment I remember. Yeah. I do not remember the match. I remember him 
coming back as the perfect antithesis to Miz getting revenge. Like, that's amazing. That's yeah. great. Yeah, man. I agree with that. All yeah. right, man. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back talking with Ryan about some wrestling stuff. We're going to get into something pretty dope that he's doing right after the break. We'll be back, y'all. And we back. We back. We back. I have one follow-up thing. What's up? You were just talking about how maybe character and emotion and all that. I'm paraphrasing, but that's been a little underrated versus amazing technical uh, bouts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, maybe maybe underrated is the wrong word, but I think... Underutilized, maybe? I, like I, I think like now with the invention of what they call a smart, a smart mm-hmm. fan or smart, uh, the internet wrestling community or whatever mm-hmm. you want to say, uh, I don't really subscribe to any of that. It's just fans are fans. Uh, but... My take on this. Is that you're right. I think you're totally right. But it's not necessarily that bad of a thing because when someone does come along and really embraces the old school emotional, like, they pop. I'm not going to do all of these million reversals and blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to come out here, do one thing, make uh-huh. it count. That and people turn their heads. That's true. I'll go back for no reason to Damian Sandow I think he's the perfect example of that. He's been in the ring with all of those people that do that kind of wrestling. Yeah. But the WrestleMania Battle Royal, when he just got in the ring and just did an eyebrow thing, and like the entire, I was there watching this, the entire arena exploded. Like that's that's what you get from that. It's great, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you're someone who can go back and harness thin like old school mentality and kind of put that in in the middle of uh, New Japan obsession, like right. you know, that, right. then it's they, exciting. Uh, it's exciting. different. And yeah, and I think my thing is, you know. Uh, when like Chris Jericho, for instance, mm-hmm. he has both. He's great and he's great in between the ropes, and he can. Yeah, uh, he has a great character. He knows how to tell. He knows how to bring it all out. And you're a big Fozzie fan, probably. Uh, I'm a big Fozzie <laughs> fan. You know what I'm saying? Big Fozzie fan. Uh, and then I look at somebody, and this is not a knock on him at all, but this is just me. This is just me. Uh, but I lose interest in somebody like a Ricochet. Uh-huh. He is, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the best goddamn technical wrestlers. One of the best in, in, in between those ropes. Yep. Dude is magic. But at a certain point, I want to see, like, if I just wanted to watch wrestling, I wouldn't watch a three-hour television show to watch wrestling, if that yeah, makes any sense. Sure. Like, so at a certain point, and I know a lot of it is what they give you and the chances they give yep. you, and, like, and sometimes... You, I just had to go and do what they present uh, yep. for you. I, I 100% get that. But at a certain point, when that opportunity comes, because I'm sure it will for him, mm-hmm. uh, like that's when you're going to connect to a character. Yeah. So nobody connected to the blue chipper rock. People connected <laughs> uh, to Rocky Maivia, I mean, you know, but people connected once they was like, all right, let's go see what you are yeah. as an actual character or person. Um, something you just said. Reminds this morning at the gym, a guy there who I talk to once in a while, guy who insists he doesn't have Instagram or Facebook, like always tells me that. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. <laughs> Which tells me his age a little bit, like very resistant. I mean, you know, I don't need it. I don't want people to know what I'm doing. I'm like, well, no one wants to know what you're doing, so don't worry. But he, right. he goes, hey man, I saw some wrestling last night. I said, oh, how would you like? He goes, is it like different now? <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> well, 
you know, I used to watch it when I was a kid. And he was, he's probably like 15 years older than us. Uh, and he said, you know, I don't want to knock it. And maybe I'm a little uh, out of touch. But it looked like these guys are very choreographed, like dancing and flipping and stuff. Like, are they even fighting anymore? And my wife was like, is this, is this all memorized? And I was mm. like, that's amazing. When a non-fan can watch it and go, he's, so he's potentially a longtime viewer looking at it for the first time in a long time. And right. this will be the moment. Do you like it or do you not like it? Right. And he, I said, how long did you watch it for? He's like, I mean, you know, a little, a little while, probably like, like, you know, like three minutes. And, and like, all right, so that didn't hook you. You lost him. I feel like that kind of wrestling is very impressive and pretty and athletic. And mm-hmm. it's like you said, like, you're an amazing athlete to be able to do this stuff. But I do not think it brings in outside viewers. I think if you're already a fan of that, I think the, the snobby, smart community is much smaller than everyone's estimating, including Triple H. Mm-hmm. They're going to watch no matter what's happening. So I'm always thinking, how do you get people who aren't wrestling fans to become wrestling fans? Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's not the way for this guy because him and his wife are like, it looks like they're doing Cirque du Soleil. Okay, right. channel change. Right. But if you get on and see Vince having Stone Cold arrested on TV, like that's, that's fucking awesome. That's, 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 that's that what is. I want to see. They're like, yeah. wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah, is this guy get, is he really getting fired and arrested? There's yeah. a gun for some reason? That's, yeah. yeah. So everything has its place. And I know yeah. there's. You know, no disrespect to anybody, but exactly, and I'm not, I'm yeah. not trying to, you know, I which what, what you like is what you like. Listen, that's yeah. a big theme on Culture Kings, like what you like, uh, and don't shit on people for liking what they. I like. I also do once in a while. Uh, companies like the recent one was Vice. They had an office party, and they said instead of a band this year, we want pro wrestling. No one there at their party because I was at this party. Mm-hmm. I was in the, the match. So I was thinking this is a basically a non-wrestling crowd. Maybe they've seen it before, and I know some fans will be there, but mo- for the most part, this is people who don't know what the hell is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it was me and Luchasaurus and our, our other buddy, B-minus, this little luchador guy, and we did a very simple basic match where like a body slam caused everyone to go, oh my god! <laughs> that's I think it's a great example, sort of related to this, of how now that group of 400 people now think wrestling's cool because they saw it in person right. but i think if you saw a 15 minute match of people doing choreographed flips and in sync reversals and arm drag they'd be like okay cool but like all right but right. this is we, you get the most out of something there's a story yeah, yeah. that's, that's I don't what know. it all just about i always think of people who don't like wrestling what will make them like it you know that's yeah that's fair man that is that's what i think that should be the thing that you hit on the top of the wall before you walk through the door sure. at WWE Creed. <laughs> really, because if you're just working really hard to keep the Smark fans, they're not going anywhere. You don't have to kiss nah. their ass. Give them a little bit of whatever, you know? I don't yeah. know. Talking about story. What do we do? Let's talk about story. You are actually doing something pretty dope. Um, yeah, I'm on Culture Kings. You're on Culture Kings. You're doing something. You're doing something doper than that, man. You are... You are right now in the process of producing a movie. That's uh, right. You're producing a movie. You're making a movie about pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Heal, which, first, I always love that Dolph Ziggler keep his, keeps his uh, his social media tags as Heal Ziggler, even when he's not <laughs> a heel. I always think that's very funny. There's a story when he was in FCW, and uh, before NXT existed, it was Florida Championship Wrestling, and he was so upset anytime he would have to be booked as a babyface. Mm. And so I remember someone telling me when I got there, they're like, I have a funny story about your brother. 
he had to wrestle as a, a face one night, and they said, he was like, what are you going to do? And he goes, when no one's looking, and he just like looks over and goes, I'm still going to be a bed. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever that meant to him, you know? Yeah. I mean, I still want to be a bed. Those are the baby faces are, is the reason, is the reason why in our generation, Stone Cold and The Rock were the top two baby faces because they weren't baby faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, for lack of a better word, the anti-hero. Oh, they, uh, awesome. they fought for themselves. Yeah. Uh, they didn't fight. I mean, The Rock was the people's champion. I but... mean, Stone Cold literally gave us the finger yeah, several every, times for Ranch. Times in a mess, <laughs> and yeah. we were like, yeah, keep doing it. Flip us all. Yeah, fuck, fuck me. Fuck you right. Us, fuck us. We suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about Heel, man. The name right. of the movie is Heel. I think this is pretty dope, man. I, I think... I, I always appreciate when people say, I have something I want to talk about. I have a story I want to tell, and I'm going to make it fucking happen. Uh, I think that is such an underrated yep. and overlooked thing, not only just in our industry, but in general. We, we celebrate, we celebrate uh, people who say, you know what? I want to start a business. Yeah. We celebrate that. Uh, but then somebody's like, you know what? I got a story to tell. I want to make a movie. Like a lot of people, not necessarily in our industry, but outside of our industry, will say, "Oh, well, good luck with that." <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think that's bullshit. Uh, I think that's bullshit. So I, I think if there's someone is, listening who does that. You know, maybe rethink your choices. Yeah, dude, that's bullshit, dude. Like the, the I, that, <laughs> y'all motherfuckers go 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 try to put on a talent show at church, uh, and find out how hard that is. Yeah, it's hard. And now, like, say, all right, I'm gonna make a movie. And then shut the fuck up. And suddenly that talent show costs eighty thousand dollars. Right. Now how do you do yeah. And you don't have any of that money. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a uh it's it's a really dope thing when people decide to to take that leap of faith and actually create, man. Creation is I think so. The basis of life. None of us would be here without creation. So when somebody says, You know what I'm gonna create, let's honor that. Let's celebrate that. Let's Th- talk about heel. Throughout this whole process I Often, like my mind is tunnel vision right now. It's all I'm thinking about is reaching yeah. out to as many people that I've ever interacted with, who's ever bought a T-shirt from me, who's ever seen me or Nick wrestle anywhere or Dolph wrestle anywhere. Sorry, mm-hmm. and saying, "Hey, I'm doing this thing. I would like you to be a part of it." Yes, I want your money for sure. Very upfront about that. However, you can literally become a producer on this. Will you know? You'll be involved in it. You're like it's not just that. So I will sometimes think. I'll see on Facebook like friends back home, like, man, they have kids and a family. It seems like they're having a great time playing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could just be doing that. You know, that's yeah. way not, nah, I don't want to say easier, but it's a different route. But then I think mm-hmm. literally the reason I'm alive is to just like you feel, you create things, entertain people, because that's what you're contributing to Earth, man. That's what you're right. bringing to humanity. And yeah. so and I have it's to. It's not an easy thing, man. No, it's never easy. And I just have to keep remembering that whenever I'm like, oh, this thing's never going to get funded. Well, yeah, it will, because every day there's an increase in the percentage and more people come out of the woodwork to say, this is awesome. And I think, too, here, here is the thing. Um, and we'll talk about like what the, what the project is about. Oh, yeah, I skipped that. Sorry. No, 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 it's all good. <laughs> I, I'll bring us back. I'll bring us back. But when we, when we think about. Oh, man, this is. Will this ever happen? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I think it's twofold, right? I think the first thing we have to ask ourselves is, what do you want? Do you do you want the fame or do you want to get your story out? Do you want the fame or do you just want to be working as an actor because you love to act? Right? I think the latter of both of those will always lead you to not give up, which is the second thing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you're not 
will it ever happen? Of course it's going to happen because you're going to make it happen. Yep. Uh, you're not going to give up. You're not, because we are in an industry where you hear no 10 times out of 10. And that 11th time, you hear no. Yeah. Maybe that 12th time. <laughs> maybe that 12th time you may hear a yes. Maybe next you year. Know? So, so yeah. like, and, and, you know, and I tell this whenever I coach, like, younger actors or comedians or anybody in the industry, you can't get too high on your nose. You can't get too, or you can't get too high on your yeses. You can't get too high, low on your nose. Do you know what I'm saying? So. Right. I think, like, when we do have those th- thoughts of, man, will this happen? Will this get funded? I think the important thing to remember is, yeah, it will, because I'm going to keep at it until it does. I've right? had so many people ask me, and even my girlfriend privately, like, what if this doesn't get funded? What's going to happen? And my answer is, like, it will. Yeah, There's, there's it nothing. Will. There's no other option. And it there's reminds no me of option. watching. <laughs> you remember Tough Enough? Yeah. Yeah. And Triple H is like, what would you do if you can't wrestle? And they're like, well, maybe law school. What would you do? And he like asked everyone, they all have their backup plans, and he's pissed. Right, <laughs> right. Because he was like, you shouldn't have a backup plan. Yeah, none of you said there is no, like, I'm going, there's no, I'm not taking no for an answer. I'll go poor, yeah. but I'll still be wrestling. I love that. I love it's it. It's probably as phony and set up as that was. It's so good. And that's it's what so I think good. about with this. Every time someone goes, well, what happens? Like, if you don't raise the money, like, I will. It'll happen. Right. Like, there's. It's gonna happen. Yeah. And I'll. If I don't raise the money, I'll raise the money. I'll raise. Yeah. If I don't find it, I'll find it. Yeah. 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 But it's been going really well. Dope. And uh, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk, talk about what it, yeah. it's about. Uh, it's called Heal. Called Heal. Uh, first of all, just for anybody who is unaware, just explain what a heel is. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. As opposed to also what a baby face is. Uh, in wrestling, there's a bad guy and a good guy, or a bad girl, a good girl. Uh, heel is traditionally the person you don't like who doesn't give you what you want. Mm-hmm. So there's maybe debate on this, and there's people want to say anti-hero and blah blah blah. Or there's no such thing anymore. That's old school. It's still a thing, definitely. A thing. If you like what you're seeing, that's the baby face. If you yeah. don't like what's happening, that's the heel. And maybe. You're a smart mark, and you think, I can't be tricked anymore. Well, you are getting tricked because it's you, the heel, is the company not giving you what you want. There's always a baby face and always a heel, and you're, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So That's a very good way to put it. In this story, thank you. Uh, in this story, uh, heel has a little dual meaning. It, it's kind of blending what's real, what's not real. Our supposed hero of the story works as a heel. He's traditionally a bad guy in the ring. And he's offered a job with the biggest company in the world. He's an up-and-coming kind of independent wrestler. And he basically is given a job that he starts in three weeks. And the talent scout tells him, you know, congrats. We want to have you here. Uh, just don't get in any trouble the next three weeks. And as every movie you know, you've ever seen, you're wondering, mm. will he get in trouble or will he won't? Right. Uh, and the subject matter is actually pretty sensitive and uh, a little dark. I- I've... And this is based on just being involved in wrestling as long as I have, or as brief as I have, however you want to look at it, and noticing some some things that are kind of messed up about the business, including drug addiction, or just addiction in general, and sexual assault also. Mm -hmm. Neither pleasant topics, Yeah. but I think they deserve to be kind of examined honestly and respectfully, I want to say for the first time ever in a dramatic portrayal of pro wrestling. Yeah. Because we see all these documentaries, sure, but those are kind of all the same and kind of exploitative. I mean, I really wanted to be respectful about this and kind of give you a look as to what what is happening and how it affects people in the business. So 
I remember yeah. you were hitting people. You were hitting people up. You hit me up about this uh, about some things that you would just want to. So stories that you don't necessarily hear all the time, right? Yeah, in wrestling, I did Twitter polls, yeah. and the top two that were voted on were sexual assault and addiction. And yeah. coincidentally, that is exactly what I was writing about. So it's yeah. kind of like perfect. That's perfect. Not, I, I remember. Not, yeah. I remember the one that I voted for was uh, family. Family. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, because I I feel like that uh, that is one thing that people don't realize how hard it is for wrestlers especially once you make it you're yep. on the road all the time yeah man like hun- all the time uh it could be 250 260 days a year you might not be home for a month you might yeah. not be at your actual home for over a month it's crazy man and then maybe it's just for a day to do laundry real fast right Nuts. and then if you have a family on top of that yep uh it's insane but digressing uh yeah to- so this i wanted to take those two topics and put them in a pretty compelling interesting story and make it really fun to watch because wrestling is colorful and awesome and cool and action-packed mm-hmm. that's gonna be in there definitely and i also wanted you to get the other side of it which is not glamorous and not fun and kind of like along the lines of what you were saying you're never home you're blah 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 you can't develop normal relationships yeah um and so our guy thinks he's doing a good thing by sticking up for someone who goes, hey, this happened to me, mm-hmm. a friend of his, and please don't do anything about it. I'm just letting you know sometimes this happens to women in our business. You're my buddy. I'm kind of telling you about it, and that's that. And his final match before he goes off to his new dream job is against the guy who has wronged his girlfriend, mm-hmm. friend who's a girl. And so he has this inner debate of like, well, do I get vigilante justice here, or do I just work this match and go on to my dream job? And so the debate in his mind of what's real, what's not real, well, maybe in this match it will be real tonight, and I'll kind of lay into this guy mm-hmm. uh, against this girl's wishes. Because it's tricky, man. If you suddenly say, here's what happened to me, then guess what happens if you're a girl? We all know what happens. Right. You're a liar, you're a slut, you're making this up, and right. we're not going to book you anymore. Which is very sad. Very sad and, and very real. Prevalent. Yeah. 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 And so it's kind of like issues that are super timely. This is all stuff that's coming out in every other industry. And for the last several years, I've been thinking, when is wrestling going to? And the, one of the reasons it doesn't is because that blurred line between what's real and what's not real. So, that's interesting. you know, hey, this happened to me. Well, no, it didn't. That's just that guy's character. Like, right. Oh, okay. Cool. Right. You know, it's like really tricky and a uh, tough spot for a lot of people to be in. And WWE's own history. I mean, sure. I know there's more wrestling besides WWE, but yeah. the most popular uh, era of wrestling in our modern times was that Attitude Era. Yep. So, like their own history, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it really sucks because it does kind of put the onus. Uh, it it kind of does have the unfortunate narrative that we think about when we think about this stuff. Well... Uh, if you didn't want it, why are you there? Or yeah, like yeah, shit yeah. like that, you know? And which is a very unfair and just plain wrong. Uh, I, I try narrative. to really hit that kind of idea, yeah, and give you a realistic look at what happens. Yeah, and especially, I mean, rem- yeah. women's wrestling. Uh, over the past year or two, has at least in in the mainstream professional wrestling circle. Mm-hmm has thankfully started to expand and 
things like that. And I think the answer to that question is they're there for the same exact reason. Yeah. Uh, you know, a Seth Rollins or a, a Roman yeah, yeah. Reigns are there because they love this. They're good at it. And they have every fucking right to be there and yeah. be treated with the same respect. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, I tried to take things that are very prevalent, sadly, in that business, mm-hmm. and that are really explored everywhere else, but not in wrestling. And I think the story, I really think it's a uh, it's uncomfortable, but yeah. there's there's highs, there's lows, but it's kind of dark. And I want it to kind of, I want the mood that you're in to be like uncomfortable, like you're watching maybe a horror film. Mm-hmm. But it's about this flashy, colorful, fun business of pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah. let me ask you this then, yeah. uh, because you are this may be this may be the wrong like way to bring it, but you you kind of let's let's get let's get let's get deep in this mud here because you're kind of gonna or you 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 aspire to, for lack of a better term, pull the curtain back on some things yeah, that a little the bit, curtain yeah. want is still not being shown on, and. You know, and every once in a while you'll have the documentaries. The last really good one I'm thinking of is uh, the Andre the Giant documentary, right? Oh, Where they, which was so good to me. I was, um, I had teary eyes during it. That. Was that was such great. a heartbreaking yeah. documentary, but also just very interesting. And you know, there's some parts of that, and but for that story, that's easier to tell because Andre the Giant been dead for 25 fucking years. Yeah. So, yep, yep. You know, it's a little easier to tell that story because we've had time to sit with it and now we can be like, now we can finally tell you the story yeah, of yeah. Andre the Giant and all the shit that he that went That was through. the first time I've seen Hulk Hogan uh, talking about somebody else ever. <laughs> yeah, I remember right. thinking that. I'm like, whoa, something's weird about this. Oh, he's talking about, he's talking about not himself. Else. Okay, yeah. yeah. But you're, you're, you are wanting to put forth a project that is going to talk about things that not only is relevant in our society, yeah. Uh, but that wrestling in itself probably does not want to be. That's one of my biggest problems with the women's revolution mm-hmm. is how the WWE tried to control the narrative with it. Like we knew this was going on, and now we're changing it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, right. hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So do you? What's your? What's your? Uh, uh, Not necessarily hesitance because you don't have any. You're making no. a movie, but is that what, what's your thought process? You know, on it that? was there's just things I've been aware of and seen and heard for so long that about a year or six months ago, I just thought like, what? there's not something that I personally can do. There, there's just not. You can't know what some someone has told you and said. Well, here's what is happening. I've made that mistake before myself, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're speaking for someone else's story. And then yeah, I don't know, there, there's a whole lot of consequences for that. And I know it's not my place to do that route. So I just thought, here's a fictional account that's very similar to countless different things that have happened in real life. Mm-hmm. And I've been asked point blank a lot of times, so what if someone watching this goes, hey, that's about me, what the hell? I would say to that person, if you think this fictional story you're watching is about you, that's that's on you, man. That's on you, bro. Maybe change your life if, if this is how you're living. Yeah, I hope that this thing is fun to watch, uh, and if it sparks more open, honest discussions about things that are not pleasant that are happening in pro wrestling, I would love that. If it just becomes an awesome movie people like to watch, I would love that too. Mm. Mm. So this is not me going, "Hey, this character is actually, you know, this person in real life." I'm not doing that. Yeah, you're not doing that. 
But there is yeah. a, there is this thing that they say with you know the 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 back the background work of yep. the business how certain people hold grudges and certain mm-hmm. people you know sure. uh, like all that shit the same shit that goes on everywhere yeah in any in any entity uh and you know say for instance you I don't I don't know the story of this as well as maybe you could or you would but the thing I'm thinking of is like when CM Punk left WWE right and the the outside story was, oh man, AJ Lee is gonna be gone too, because now her life is miserable there because people are holding oh, the CM sure, Punk sure, shit against yeah. her now, right? Uh, is that something that not necessarily with Dolph or just in general, like you know people in the business and stuff like that? Is that something that you have thought about? Um, the way I think about this is, if you live your life. I lived my life at some points worrying every moment of what was going to happen to me and walking into eggshells. Mm-hmm. I don't have to anymore. You don't have to anymore. And yeah, which is great. no one close to me has ever done that. Right. So <laughs> I'm just speaking super vaguely. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. at the same time, nothing in this film is uh, directly accosting any major exactly. wrestling company. It's, co- it's more looking at the road to getting to that company. So it's the independent the indies. We're looking at scene. people in the indies, right? yeah. Yeah. So his dream is to get where he wants to be, and so that's kind of looming in the background of like all of his actions. What I do now is that going to cost me my job? That's about to start. That's mm-hmm. so this is this movie has nothing to do with WWE really at all, right? Yeah. Or not even that. Just like yeah. even because you you still, I, mean, I don't know how often do you wrestle? Uh, since I started working on this, it's taken a huge backseat. It's taken a yeah. huge backseat. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. I'm, I even, I'm active out, you know, I'm still involved in the wrestling world, definitely. Yeah, because I even think, like, even on this with me and Edgar, and this is unfortunate, but, like, every once in a while, sometimes when we feel in ourselves, we don't, but every once in a while, we have to remember <laughs> that, like, we still want to work. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> like, definitely. So... Like, we can be, we're unfiltered as fuck on here, and we can say shit and things like that, but there be some stuff, like, I tell all of you, you have no idea how much shit has ended up on a cutting room floor uh, sure, yeah, with yeah. how crazy the shit we do talk on here. And so, like, that is, that's something that, and this is unfortunate as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. I wish it wasn't the case. I, let me let me make this a little more specific. Uh, even I'm Even when I'm talking about white people in this industry. Right. And how diversity has always taken has taken back seats and mm-hmm. uh in the entertainment world, acting Hollywood specific, has taken back seats and how people of color, you know, everything. I, I don't have to go into that. You know what I'm saying. Even when I talk about This is that, the first I'm hearing of this. This is the first hearing of it? Well let me let me sit down. I got some time. Uh so even when we're talking about that we both still sometimes have to remember we still need these white people to give us jobs. We don't want to get paid somewhere. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and that's an, and that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate as fuck. Uh so we can't just belabor on it every episode. Sure, <laughs> every episode yeah. every episode even though it's something that should be belabored on every mm-hmm. episode every. So it's a weird thing when you're making like art that it's definitely risky this thing it's very controversial yeah. and it's stuff people kind of want to keep quiet but the people who want to keep it quiet don't 
don't they, matter. They they don't because they yeah. don't they don't have the best interests of anyone in at heart, really. I think that's dope, dude. I'm kind of taking, th- you know, things that no one wants to speak out about, but they do really, really, really want to speak out about, but can't. Sort of yeah. like you're saying, but not even can they ever say it because suddenly all of their bookings dry up. No one talks to them. They're a pariah now. So mm-hmm. I want to just that's something I'm looking at in this. Yeah, I love it. When we come back, we're gonna talk about how you culture kingdom. Anybody who's listening can be a part of this project. Help it out. Help this thing get made. It's doing well. We wanted to get to the promised land, though, and do even better. We'll be right back. Back, y'all. Talking about heel. That was fast. Fast Man, break. It was a fast break. Yes, it was, it was three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we back. We chopping it up with Ryan, uh, who is former NXT wrestler, writer, actor, producer. Good with dogs. We should good with good dogs. With dogs. We right. need to put producer on that tag, man. Producer, you're producing this movie, heel. That one I always hesitate about because it sounds... Nah, bro. Being yeah. I'm a producer, all right. and and well, uh, if you could do it, all right, fine. It is. It is. It, it's fair. It's the you are creating, bro. That's producer is a is a good word. All right, fine. Uh, let's talk about the crowdfund project. All right. Cool. Uh, as of this recording, is is getting there. As it's of right now, there. it's fifty percent. I hope by the, I hope it's over a hundred right now. By the time you're hearing this, <laughs> right, that'd be great. Right. Right. Uh, I chose uh, Seed and Spark. That's the platform we chose because it was uh, originally founded as a way for basically not me to make movies, so women and persons of color. Okay. And I sort of like looked at it and thought, everything I'm reading on this seems really logical. And aside from that, their whole mission statement about diversity and inclusiveness I loved how thorough it is. You can't just go on Seed and Spark and go, here's my campaign, go. Right. They you make you to... jump through a lot of hoops. Which and is like, great. That's I so dope, it. dude. That's so, that, I mean, I, not to, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. And so I think that's so awesome because when people talk about allyship, right, it is not just saying, uh, yeah, I, I support this. But you did it in a way you're like, yeah, I support this. And you know what? I am going to make sure that the thing I want to create actually has these things in it. I'm going to make yeah. it as hard for myself to make it possible it's that like, it has it. That's dope. That's been coming up a lot lately because I have a lot of people reaching out and going, hey, I'd love to work on this. I'd love to go out for this. I'd love to you know, operate a camera. And I'm looking like, well, okay, white dude, white dude, white dude. Right. I'm like, He's sorry, like, dude. I just yeah. can't take you. Uh, I'm not going to give myself the option to be able to take this easy route. Uh, it's been... That's great. So my director is Maggie Levin, who I love everything she makes, and she's recently just... Uh, I don't know if I can say what she's directing, but two pretty big features, which is great. And she made it very clear, I'm not doing any more shorts at all. And and this is like right when I was finishing my final, like, I want to show people this draft of this. And I'm like, ah, Maggie, hey, I know you're pretty busy. Would you just read this? Mm-hmm. And she goes, sure, no problem. And she called me that same day and goes, I said I was going to do no more shorts, but I want to make this movie with you. Let's meet. And I was like, that's motivating. That's very, you know, like reassuring. Mm-hmm. And 
her and I, well, I kind of presented this to her. I said, let's do something. Let's go even beyond what Steed and Spark is kind of like saying. Let's just make an actual number. We'll say, you can hold us to this and count. Go on IMDb and count. We're going to have 80% of our cast and crew not be me, basically. White man. Yeah. Yeah. Which I am very cool with. That's uh, amazing. That's so dope, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Especially with so the, the material, the sensitive material that's so based on uh, women's voices being silenced, I think it was really important to do that mm-hmm. because we don't need another story about a woman in trouble made by eighty dudes. I mean, right, right, fine if that's happening, but I wanted this to be special. This is like a very, it's important. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so, do what's the what's the number you guys are trying to get to? Trying to get to sixty-five thousand. Our, our green light number is eighty percent of that, which is fifty-two. Okay, yeah, thirty percent there as of this recording. Fifty percent there. Uh, thirty percent to go. I mean, thirty percent to go. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, my bad. Uh, as of this recording, and I mean, I think you guys are gonna get that hundred. I think uh, so too. For sure, feels like it. Seed and spark. That is S E E D A N D S P A R K dot com. Slash fund slash heel movie H E E L M O V I E. And if you just go on Seed and Spark and type heel, it's the only one. Or if you're following me on anything, yeah, it's I'm tweeting the link nineteen thousand times. Yeah, a day. yeah, yeah. And for the for, for those you know those those people who you know them ignorance out there, it's not heel like your foot heel. No, it's H E E L. That's how you spell. How do you spell? Is that how you spell foot? It is like a foot heel. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm one of those ignorant motherfuckers that I was just making fun of. Uh, (laughs) What I meant to say is, is heel like your foot heel, not heel like oh Jesus healed me. Not that heel. (laughs) It ain't that type of heel. We ain't we ain't out here blessing people. Uh, Although we are trying to trying to bless them. And if you back this movie, there's a wide range of. I mean, you can throw in ten dollars if you want. I've had people donate one dollar, and I love that. Um, but the incentives are pretty cool. They start smaller and get bigger. Like the first one is we'll give you exclusive updates and footage and, uh, you know, gossip about what's going on during production. You want to get those updates. They're great. Mm-hmm. Uh, signed merchandise, a whole lot of signed stuff, uh, heel production team t-shirts, Skype chats with Dolph Ziggler and myself, Nemeth nice. Bros, um, becoming an actual credited producer on the film, attending the premiere and rap party. There's a lot of cool stuff, um, and if that's stuff that excites you, great. I hope that motivates you to make a pledge. But if you would rather just make a pledge and just be part of cinematic pro wrestling history, that's who, that's who I want to just drop money in. Yeah. Become a part of this thing. It's awesome. Uh, I've had support from everybody that I'm really close friends with in WWE, uh, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Like All of my best friends from my full-time wrestling days have all kind of and i'll see like little inside jokes on like the pledge list i'll see fake mm. names and i'm like oh that's luke harper okay i get it that's yeah cool, dude. yeah it's really great it's really 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 cool that's fun man well yeah we definitely gonna re-promote that at the end of the app uh but i think this is dope man uh, I'm, i can't wait to see this uh, Thank you. I can't I, wait to I make it. I am going already. to make a pledge as well. Uh, I'm gonna donate Thank as well. You. Nice. Uh, everybody, jump on. We'll make sure to link this up. All right. I can't let us go. I can't let us stop. Not do this in this episode. Okay. We gotta talk. We gotta talk like wrestling. Mm-hmm. All right. And we have talked. We've been talking wrestling the whole time. But we gotta talk 
we Culture Kings is famous, if not for anything else, than our top fives. We always do top fives on this show. We're going to do top fives. We're going to do a top five wrestlers of all time, in our opinions. Damn, all time. All time. And they can, they don't have, mine, your, mine will definitely be all mainstream people. <laughs> um, but then we're also going to do one dream match and our favorite match of all time. I know, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. To help with this, let's do our top five first. I will, this doesn't have to be in any order. Okay. This doesn't have to be in any order. Uh, so I'm going to get mine out of the way first. This is somebody who I do think is number one. My number one is no secret. It's probably a cliche number one, but it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I knew it. Uh, it the, the amount of times you brought him up today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's The Rock. It, uh, I mean... He is the ultimate entertainer in the ring, uh, or when he was a wrestler. I loved when he first started wrestling, he sucked. And then <laughs> he finally got, he found a character and it started to work. And it was, and he was a heel at the time. Mm-hmm. But he, and this is, now this happens a lot where people are like, no, back I I like you, but back then, man, dude, 90s, I did not like him. I hated The Rock, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, just in general. I when he was a heel, I sincerely oh, hated him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you hate him. Yeah, it but then you me. eventually be like, gosh, but you're so damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not always the case. Triple H was so damn good, would you love to hate him? Yeah, The Rock was so damn good that you be you was like, why do I hate you? The only the time <laughs> like, when when I successfully. Felt I didn't like Triple H was when he was paired up with Austin and like running him down to those promos. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the two man power trip. I hate you. I was, love Stone Cold. Yeah. Two man power trip was very bad. Uh, but yeah, man. And then don't, don't even get me started on his crossover. I mean, he is. Yeah. I know you had the Hulk Hogan's of the world back in the 80s and 90s, but. When someone, when I bring up wrestling to anyone and they tell me, is that still around? I'll say. Do you know who The Rock is? They right. go, yeah, like, yeah, it's still around. It's like, still around, the biggest bro. star on planet Earth is yeah. it? Yes, he's still around. Yeah, he's still around. The biggest star in Hollywood is a wrestler. Yep. Uh, I think yep. that's so dope. Yeah, so, that's pretty cool. That's number one for me. Uh, this doesn't have to be in order either, but I think that who you got? Who's first? On it's your hard list? for me to mix the others up, but number one is Kurt Angle for me. Ah, yes. Because Kurt is because of the, the the collegiate Olympic amateur background. I loved watching him the most. I loved watching it and going, oh, dude, I do that in actual matches and at practice, but he's winning this stuff with that. I love the angle slam. Yeah. Kurt Angle, man. Kurt Angle is a really good one, man. Uh, some, we may have some crossover on some of these, and that's okay. These don't have to be five different people from each other. So just want to let sure. that go. Uh, look, I'm getting, the obvious, I'm getting the obvious ones out the way. <laughs> uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, man. I like Rock and Stone Cold were wrestling for me back in the day. Uh, Stone Cold is he is he is he is the epitome to me of you can't drive this vehicle without me. Uh, yeah, like that damn. that whole era. Like you can't you could not drive that vehicle without Stone Cold, and. He was so essential to it, and he played it perfect. He it, it, he played it to the point where it wasn't a character. Uh, like, everybody has their characters, and you can tell. But 
that Stone Cold Steve Austin, that that character. It was like they finally said, stop playing characters. Exactly. Just be you. Just be you, dude. And like Hulk Hogan is not Hulk Hogan. Uh, the Undertaker is not the Undertaker. Wait, like, wait, 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 he's not an undead wizard with I mean, magic power. I got some secrets to tell you. Oh god! But like a lot of these people, even some like Sting, even well, Ric Flair is probably Ric Flair. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but even Triple H is not Triple H. But and, and even though you could believe it back then, but Stone Cold, there is nothing you could tell me that was like, oh, that's just not that's Stone Cold. That's Steve yep. Austin. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not, but he played it so perfectly. Yeah, Stone Cold number two. Okay. Uh, I'll take Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Yeah, he's on my list, and and I'll forget everything I want to say about him if if we, if we delay this any longer. <laughs> so, this past week we wrestled at Vice for their summer party, mm-hmm. and I wanted the show to end. I wanted people to think the show was over, but then I wanted the show to end with the referee giving everybody stunners and Austin's music hits. That's and so dope. I just think his. Prominence in pro wrestling is such that when you hear that glass break, you everybody knows what that means. You know what that means. Yeah, and yeah. I thought this is kind of. I feel confident that this if he hits a stunner and the glass breaks, the place will go crazy. Yeah, and it went crazy, and he kept giving out stunner after stunner after stunner, That's and amazing. he and he like became him, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. I think when I was a child, if Stone Cold was not on wrestling that week, I was pissed, man. Like mm-hmm. if he was missing when he would get injured or quit for a while. I would tune out of wrestling. He was yeah. so much of what I wanted to see. And when we would go to the house shows in Cleveland or wherever, you would always be like, is, is Stone Cold on the show? Is he on it? Because it's like, we'll be cool and have fun, but if I don't hear that motherfucking glass break and right. get to jump up with all my friends, I'm going to be very Ooh, sad for the very weekend. Pissed. Yeah, Stone Cold is. I was just talking about this on another pod I was on um, about an animated character, actually. Um not to get too much into it, but uh, back in the day, a Looney Tunes episode where they did something really cool with the Daffy Duck character and the objective of the episode, which was the first time this was ever presented, especially in animation, was I want to show that you can recognize a personality without anything that you actually visually know about them. So you can recognize a personality without... Shape, plot, Whoa, setting, yeah. uh, look—you just know the personality, yeah. And that's what I think of Stone Cold when you was like, "If I yep. just play this music, yep. everybody's gonna know what this means. Everybody's gonna Everyone know does. the personality, the the feeling. Like yep. you know what this is." And like Stone Cold and The Rock, uh, and to a certain, to a lesser degree, not lesser, but I think Stone Cold is number one in this. Like you know the. There's a the difference. The Rock. If you say, will you host WrestleMania? Fuck yeah, he will. He's the rock. Right. If you said, Stone Cold, will you host WrestleMania? Fuck out of my face. I'd like, <laughs> of course you won't. <laughs> right. Of course, maybe he'll show up and hit someone, but he's not going right. to. Yeah. Yeah, so it's dope. I, uh, would, I would watch Raw just hoping, and like just, it was kind of a countdown. When is the glass going to break? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Backstage segment, Magnum, yeah. When is Austin coming out? Like, that's, that's all kids wanted back then. Yeah. 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 Number three for me, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Triple H. Uh, Triple H, in my opinion, is the greatest heel of all time. Whoa. Uh, I, there's nobody I hated worse. Damn. But was compelled to watch them. Uh, mm-hmm. and and there's some great heels. Like if 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 Triple H is one, then there's a one B and a one C and a one D. Like there's some great. There's just people are heels in different ways, mm-hmm. right? Um, and 
that of all time that I watched, I should say, because I know there are some classic heels that really created what it what it means to be a heel. But man, he was so fucking. I hated him. Like the I just the McMahon Helmsley faction. Yeah, that hated him. That you really hated him. Yeah, hated him absolutely. Uh, the what he did to Mick Foley. Hated him. Bullshit, man. Like, I'm so, you just get so mad. In my opinion, I think this is an underrated rivalry. Triple H versus The Rock. What an underrated rivalry between those two. Hated him because you just knew no matter what is going to happen, this motherfucker is going to win. Yeah, even when they had Evolution, you kind of really liked the rest of them. But yeah, you, like you he, just you just put all your hatred on Triple H. Yeah. You hated no matter, Triple H. Like, and you should have hated Randy Orton the most, probably. Yeah, but he was kind of cool. And here is, and here is, here is why I always point why I think Triple H is the greatest heel of all time. When he got injured with the quad injury in two thousand one, right? Which he and, describes in his DVD as it felt like. A hot bat. Yeah. Oh, felt oh. like a hot bat. That, what a phrase. Yeah. It, it, it was brutal to watch. And this is right before the invasion storyline. Yeah. Like Stone Cold and Triple H are together. Uh, the Rock had just, the Rock was just about to be, the, wrestling was at a turning point. Shit was about to go right down. Right here, right? And he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Sucks. He has uh, like almost an eight to 12 month recovery. They're doing all these vignettes of him training and stuff like that. And he comes back. Now, he was one of the most hated wrestlers when he left. Yep. He comes back, and it is one of the biggest pops I've uh, ever yeah. heard in my life. When you are so good oh, at no, being I somebody. Got goosebumps who, right now. Yeah, <laughs> when you are oh, yeah. so good at somebody who everybody hates, they hate you so much that they miss hating you. Yep. Like, I, I can't really, I can't imagine anybody being. Then that music hit. Oh, my God, man. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. That's one of the best songs ever made. It's so good, dude. Everything about his character for me. Even through personal periods of hating that man in real life, I still listen to that at the gym. It's it's (laughs) such a good song. It's it's a great one. So, yeah, Triple H, man. Triple H for me is is on my list, man. Uh, Andy Kaufman. Oh, damn. What a fucking great pick. Talk about that. Talk about that. All right. People uh, these days especially will talk about, everyone knows it's fake. Not everyone knows it's fake. I'll just say that straight up. Little kids don't know it's fake. Yeah. Uh, people who don't watch it might not know it's fake. And something uh, William Regal used to tell us in NXT, maybe you know it's fake. Maybe uh, the, the dad who's buying a ticket for his kids to go see it or the mom knows, thinks they know it's fake. But when they're sitting there, if you can do something that looks legitimate enough or convince them enough that something is real, the parent who took their child to the show might say, well, I know it's all fake, but that thing that he just did, that was real. Damn, dude. Mm-hmm. That will cause him to buy tickets the next time. I think Andy Kaufman's a great example of that. Even back then when it was more covered up and more uh, secretive. <laughs> he thought it was real, man. Mm, yeah. For real, dude. I mean... I wasn't alive for this, but I mean, the, I, also I wasn't. Yeah, but, but the Kaufman Letterman and Jerry the King Lawler dude, thing yeah. is, is in wrestling lore, man. Yep, and going back and find go find those matches on YouTube. Him wrestling in Memphis, those people in those stadiums and buildings 
hated Andy Kaufman, thought it was real, thought he was really kicking ladies' asses in the mm. rings. Uh, I'm just remembering the, the vignettes of him saying, <laughs> teaching people how to take showers and stuff. <laughs> you don't know what this is because you're from Memphis. I am from Hollywood. This is a bar of soap, you know? Oh, man. So funny, dude. I think he transcended. I think he worked people in the locker room. I think that people in entertainment and in pro wrestling currently today still have been worked by Andy Kaufman and are continuing to be. Yeah. And I think that is that puts him in my easily top five no matter what. I don't care if he was not a pro wrestler first. I don't care how limited his repertoire was. He made everyone believe it was real and what he was doing was real. Maybe you're going to watch phony wrestling with whatever, but my match is going to be real because I'm going to beat up this lady. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. It's so, it, it can't be understated how much, like, celebrities, especially through the 70s, through the 90s, really helped bring wrestling to the forefront. Ever since the Attitude Era, there's no celebrity that can help wrestling anymore. Yeah. Uh, but before that, like, you know, Attitude Era was Mike Tyson. He really helped kick. Oh man, remember when he tore his shirt off? Yeah, oh, dude. Man. Like, he what really, twist. what a twist, dude. Uh, in the 80s, it was Mr. T. Yep. You know, 70s, Andy Kaufman. Like, you always, you have these Hugh Jackman broke my brother's jaw. Really? I'm oh, when he punched him? He, he broke my, he had, he had a, a I remember fracture. that. Yeah. I re- oh, man, what a bad time in wrestling when they used to have the celebrity guest every week. I hated that so much. I sometimes uh, liked it. It depended on who it was. I liked the Bob Barker one. Bob Barker was pretty good. <laughs> Bob Barker was pretty good. You know who's uh, been involved in wrestling a lot over the years? Pee Wee Herman. Really? He he would used to show up at WrestleMania a lot. Yeah. Ah, that's cool. I like him. I can see that. I can see that. Ruben, what was it? Ruben? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, number four, number four on my list. CM Punk. Whoa, CM Punk for me, and this may be a personal thing. Uh, Chicago guy. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching wrestling for a long time. I stopped watching wrestling uh, around two thousand four. Came back in 2011 when I found out, oh, The Rock is back. He was hosting WrestleMania, so he wasn't back yet. But that made me start watching again. That mm-hmm. piqued my interest again. My interest again. And so it worked. It worked. <laughs> the it brought, worked. Brought him back. It worked. And you know, he did the whole WrestleMania thing, and I was like, all right, this is cool, but I don't know any of these characters. I know the Miz from the Real World Challenge, and like I know, like I don't know who a lot of these people are. I still know Triple mm-hmm. H, old ass wrestling, and like I, you know, so yeah. I I approached it from a judgmental standpoint. In the summer of Punk, man, that was I was like, oh shit, this is a storyline. Yeah, it's a great uh, storyline. It was such a great storyline, and. Leading all the way up into Money in the Bank in my hometown, where I saw my first wrestling match. At you were the there? State. No, no, no. Oh, uh, oh, yo, oh. I was not there, but just at a place where I where I saw, saw my okay. first wrestling match, the Allstate Arena. I don't think it's the Allstate anymore. I don't know what it is. Maybe it is. I think it is. Uh, is it still the Allstate Arena? I thought it was. Uh, it used to it used to be. Well, let me get old school. It used to be the Rosemont Horizon. Uh, then it became the oh, Allstate yeah, Arena. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I was like. This is just fucking dope. It hooked me. It was like, this is a storyline that, as just a viewer of television, I'm interested in. And 
outside of like, yeah, he was always known as somebody who was good technically. Probably not the best technically, but he was a good technical wrestler. But for him, I started to see again that, oh, somebody who can tell a story in the ring from my own ignorant fan's perspective. Sure. And yeah, dude, I, I just enjoyed watching him. To this day, I still think he gave Brock, uh, it's the best match Brock Lesnar's ever had since he's come back, was Lesnar uh, Punk. Maybe AJ Styles Lesnar is a close close to that because uh, that was a really great match too. But I just thought he just elevated everybody who was in the ring with him. And it's unfortunate that he didn't, the, the way he, he left. I completely agree with the way he looked. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but yeah, but I, I, I do feel like we were robbed of uh, some more great years with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Should thank CM Punk in my opinion because that was supposed to be Punk. Uh, that whole WrestleMania thirty, I think that was supposed to be Punk, and then Punk left, and then Bryan easily, rightfully so, he should have, but he eased into that role of the hero of that season was great but yeah i think the straight edge society is one of the best things wrestling had it is so good dude. people I th- hate it i think it, it should have went on longer and they should have had more people get their head shaved yeah i think they were really that was really really great you know what man with the build-up to the money in the bank match and uh punk taking the title and leaving the building uh. but then one week later was just back and everything was normal. That was one of the biggest letdowns. Yeah. I was working, I was in NXT at the time. Yeah. And, you know, when you're on the inside, things are differently. You don't always watch things as a fan anymore. But that match, I was like, whoa, this is the biggest storyline that's happened in wrestling mm-hmm. in since I've been alive, probably, since I was in junior high. Mm-hmm. And to one week later here Triple H cut a promo and, and like talk about a million other things and go, Oh, by the way, we gave Punk what he wants, he's back and then blah 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 like, whoa, hang on, what, rewind. The guy stole the title from your company, left the company, his contract's over and stole your title and is going to indie shows. That could have lasted years. It could have lasted years. At least yeah. a few months. At but few now months. Uh, as a side note in your own promo, like, oh by the way, that's all where he's back. Yeah. What? Why did we all just pay money for this pay-per-view? Yeah. Oh, my God, what a letdown. I think, like, honestly, a big thing about that was, I don't know. I Like I said, I was not an avid watcher wrestler for those seven years in between. But that Punk storyline, Summer of Punk, was one of the bigger storylines WWE had had in a few years. Mm-hmm. And... I I honestly think that it... it it was just like a, all right, that's the end of the storyline. Yeah, it was really stupid. Yeah, and they had nothing else for it afterwards, which you see so much more now than you did back in the day. Like, to use an example, Rockstone Cold, after their WrestleMania matches, yeah, the matches were probably over. Yeah, they may be moving on to another program. Yeah. But you always knew Rockstone Cold was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and... They had an opportunity to do that with Cena and Punk, or Cena and, for lack of a better phrase, the authority at that time. Yeah. And they just ended it. And I was like, you had a chance to make this like a, oh, this will always, these these things will always be linked. And they um, did. It was Tuesday morning, the American Dream, Dusty Rose asked us if we watch Raw and what we thought. And I was like, I told, said exactly what I just said now. I said, that was, this is the biggest thing that's happened in wrestling in generations. And now it's, 
over, over and nobody cares and we kind of pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. At, not my place to say as a lowly underling at this company, but oh my God, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Dream, what the fuck? And he's like, I know, I know. Baby. Right. <laughs> I know, baby, I sure. know. Rest in peace, Damn. Dusty, man. Yeah. Rest in peace, Dusty. All right, who you got? Oh, man, this one's hard. Eddie Guerrero. Ah, oh, what a great pick. Great pick. I mean, uh, he, just amazing. You know, he's in that, that group of people who are not very tall. Uh, someone who's amazing at wrestling is not a favored person and is not very tall. So sometimes those just mean you'll never be a star. Mm-hmm. But when you are in that mold and you break out of it, become such an enormous, huge, influential, amazing star, so charismatic, so awesome. He's uh, he's easily in there. Yeah, for sure. What a great one, man. And another guy who gone too soon. Yep. Left a huge legacy, though. Uh, that WrestleMania moment with he who should not be named is still one of my favorites. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, such a great WrestleMania moment. He won the title, came out at the end. Number five for me, Chris Jericho. Uh, Jericho is just, I, I think he is, he's the guy who gets bored quickly, and I think that works to his advantage. Yeah. Because he's always. It always figuring, has. Yeah, it always has, and he always is figuring out, all right, what else can I do? Yep. What else can I do? What else can I do? Because he knows that whoever he just left will always want him back, and yeah. whoever hasn't had him yet wants him. Yeah. Wants him, and then he does it with his characters. Uh, he's like, all right, what else can I do with this character? I, how can I reinvent Chris Jericho and make it relevant to whatever's going on right now? Whatever the, 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 the flavor of the yep. wrestling world is, I can jump into that. And people for people probably don't forget, but first of all, his debut, which I was at one of you were there. I was that's in Chicago. I watched Rose Mount Horizon. Damn, dude, Uh, I was there, and man, it was just one of the it's one of the best debuts of all time in WWE. Probably Uh, that might be the best. Yeah, just you and he hates it. He had, I've heard interviews Dude. with him. He was like, I'm overacting and stuff like that. He was like, I hated it. That's what he had. That's, yeah. Get real, But man. good Lord. Not, and, and what faith. You're about to cut off the number one guy on the stick yep. in the business. And Jericho came for that next two years. It was like, oh, I'm every bit as good as you on the stick, too. Damn, he was awesome. Oh, man. That, there's one promo with The Rock and Stone Cold, uh, with The Rock and Chris Jericho, uh, both being interviewed by Michael Cole or somebody like that. And they're just going back and forth. And it's like, if you're going to teach a promo class, yeah. I would, I would like, yo, this is the first thing you want to watch. <laughs> like, yeah. it is, it's so good. So, Jericho, he is just great. I love, he's, it's my favorite uh, intro music, Break the Walls Down. I was going to say Jericho. Uh, this is, he was in the group of like, uh, there's like four right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. What's your heart say? I think my selection will be lame to you, but I'm prepared oh, for I that. Love it. I love it. I, I think about Jericho the second time he did that debut or the the, the return of Jericho when by the way forecasted on the cover of WWE magazine months in advance I hate that <laughs> the yeah. same as when DX came back in yeah. WWE magazine two months ahead of time as the DX spray paint like we want to be surprised we dude be surprised. don't tell like now we just know you planned this month okay yeah. anyways yeah uh Randy Orton is the new champ and he has the, the guy I don't know if you're watching them but he has a guy running across the country with the Olympic torch to crown him the new generation's champion or whatever. Like, I'm the new milestone guy or yeah. whatever. And he gets finally gets to the arena after two hours of checking in with where's the runner with the torch. And he gets to the arena and just gets clotheslined by someone in the back. 
and that person comes out, and it's three, two, one. Jericho is back and wrestling. Oh. Like, oh my god, what an amazing! It was like uh, the second version of the Rock one. And yeah, I I was also in the building when Jericho came back at Rumble. Uh, the Whoa. year Rock won the title. Uh, I drove down to Phoenix, uh, and man, that building was shaking. When, when Jericho, Jericho appeared and fought Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> they were oh, one yeah. two in the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was great. So, uh, the uh, it's Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Yeah. I don't think that's lame at all. Let me tell you well, why. Okay, great. I thanks. When I think, uh, when I think, they've said this about Randy Orton before, and I agree with this. When you think of yo, I want to build a wrestler. Uh huh. From the ground up, Ran- yeah. The, the wrestler you think of is Randy Orton. Yeah, he gets he doesn't get enough credit for just how goddamn natural he is. I love I loved him in Evolution. I loved him as a uh, legend killer. I loved him as the crazy guy fighting with Stephanie McMahon, like mm-hmm. with voices in his head. Uh. I think he is so smooth, so technically sound. Everything he does is so like patient and effective and. To me, it's a great opposite of watching people do gym- gymnastics. And yeah, I love yeah. Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton awesome. is great, dude. Yeah. I I I agree with that. Arca- back when before Randy Orton became a thing, and me and my friends would I would always fake wrestle in my head, or me and my friends would fake. That's wrestle. the easiest move for everybody to do. Well, this was before Randy Orton was a thing. Oh, okay, okay. I would do the move that I thought I made up. <laughs> was a version of the RKO, but for me, it was just a single, and also it was a diamond cutter, but for me, it was just a single 3D. I was like, oh, I'll just (laughs) throw you to the ropes, I'll pick you up, and then I'll drop you down. Great move. And 3D was a great move. And and then I would also, when I would do my own fake wrestling, it would always be to an Eminem song, uh, (laughs) my intro. And then I would also get on my couch, which was my turnbuckle, and then throw my hands up like that. And then, like three years later, Randy Orton comes and uh, is doing the same shit. Stole your thing. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, oh, it just goes back to what I said earlier. When you think of a wrestler from yeah, the ground up, that's Randy he Orton. Is, yeah, he's yeah. when kids start working out who like wrestling, they're like, I would like to look like Randy Orton. I mean, yeah. that's some honorable mentions: Macho yeah. Man, Randy Savage, Ric yes. Flair, Rip Rogers, who I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, those, those are the main, and Jericho. Jericho, yeah. I'll give I'll give a few honorable mentions. Uh, 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 the Hardy Boys, I'm just gonna put them together. I think cool. they're amazing. I thought about doing that with the New Age Outlaws. Yeah, and Bill. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot I missed. Uh, Lita, all right. Lita is up there for me. China, yeah. Um, think she's the most influential uh, woman wrestler in our modern time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kurt Angle is on my honorable nice. mentions. Yeah, Kurt Angle is just, he's... he's you can tell when we grew up by looking at our list. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, Andy Kaufman on your yeah. list is dope, dude. I think that's such a good... I really have to credit... Sleeper uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard really got me. When I got to FCW, he made me study him a lot. He thought, this would be a guy you like. And it was yeah. dead on, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Real quick, because I know we got to wrap this up. Yep. Uh, if you could put two wrestlers together who you've never seen wrestle before, any era, who would they be? I want to see Dolph Ziggler and Shawn Michaels. In an Iron Man match. That would be very That's good. That's what I want to see. That's the only match I want to see. That would be very good. 60 minutes. Ah, that would be so good. And they both can go, too. They both can go. Uh, I would put Punk and Austin together. Ooh, um, yeah. People that want would be that. a fun match. That would be a fun match. Favorite match of all time? Uh, My favorite was when uh, Dolph cashed in his Money in the Bank. What a great moment. That was That's the most memorable. Moment, yeah. after, day after WrestleMania. Yep. Everybody wanted him to cash in at WrestleMania. He didn't. We hate you, but we want you to do this because yeah. we, you know. We know. Yeah. We know. 
uh, you should be at a higher status than you are, and finally, uh, and you still should be. But yeah, dude, I remember that moment. It was such a great moment. I was with my family at a family gathering. I was like off, so I was home. And I said, oh, we should put Ron. I think Nicholas is going to be on. <laughs> Did you know? Did you know like, no. he was going to cash in? No. And we, Do they? We put it on exactly in time to see Sorry. the end of that match. And then here to show it. And my family's uh. like... Oh my god, we That's could not amazing. have timed this more perfect to watch this. How often do people backstage not know the outcome of matches? Uh, I think it's a fair amount. It's not constantly, but sometimes. Like, I mean beforehand, know. they won't they don't know. Sometimes you sometimes it changes while you're wrestling on live TV. Really? Yep. Including title changes and stuff like title that. Title changes. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. Wow, I would love to just know more. We got to have you back and just talk like the 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 insider. insider I would like to do that. Yeah. That would be really fun actually. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, mine, Stone Cold, Rock, WrestleMania 17. Um, still my favorite match of all time. Yeah, yeah, dude. With a close second being, um, Punk Cena, Money in the Bank. That was a great match. Uh, that was a really great match. One of the best, uh, that I watched, especially now. Dude, this has been dope. Thank you for coming on and talking to me for... Almost an hour and a half. <laughs> Thanks for uh, having me. I love when we do this, man. Sometimes we get out of here real quick, but sometimes we got a lot to talk about. This was my wrestling geek out. We, we didn't have Edgar holding us back. We didn't have it holding us back. Heal, the movie that you are producing and making. Uh, this thing, I, one of the next times you're going to be on, we're going to talk about this thing is coming out soon. So I can't yeah. wait for that. Hell yeah. Uh, one more time, where can people go donate to it? Seedandspark.com uh, slash fun slash heel movie or just search heel on Seed and Spark or follow my thing on Twitter, Hot Young Briley. It's all over there. Sweet. And that's your, that's your that's, social? That's what people Yeah, find you. social Hot Young Briley. Instagram, Rye Rye Nem Nem because it's adorable. <laughs> but, well, you know, just look me up. I'm there. Look them up, look us up. Culture Kings Pod on everything. At Jackie's Neal on everything. At Edgar Montplazier on the Twitter. Off of Graham on the Gram. Guys, summer is out. It's the year of the nips. Our nips are coming out this <laughs> summer. Get them tanks, get them shirts. Pair them with your wonderful shirt, shorts. Show your thigh meats. Ladies, show your thighs. We like it all. We like it, yeah. We like meat. We like it. So show it tpublic.com slash culture kings guys get your merch bye niggas